Hey, this is Phil Yano with the Tech After Five podcast, where we help you, our friend, the IT professional or the IT entrepreneur, move the ball forward. So it might be in your career, you're just trying to figure out what comes next for you. And it might be if you're building a business, you're trying to surround yourself with all the expertise and learning and ideas that you need to thrive in this world. So... Uh, today, we're going to talk about something that is so important that when uh, Marcus Aurelius wrote the meditations, his entire first chapter is simply one of gratitude. And uh, then he explains later why this is so important. So if he thought it was really important, I thought we ought to be talking about it as well. And I know it's gratitude is a tool for lots of things, even if it's just for getting out of the funk. And let me tell you, friend, I don't know, you're probably not this year in the year 2020, not going to be around a bunch of family for Thanksgiving. And maybe that's a thing you're grateful for, but on the side. But maybe <laughs> the thing is, maybe the deal is that you want to have something else to talk about. Maybe you want to be able to talk about, even though it's on a Zoom call with your family, I mean, about things you are grateful for. Um, I know I've got, I've got some things to be grateful for, and I think we're going to talk about how we do this and why we do it. So I'm bringing in my friends who I am super grateful for because they both keep me on the straight and narrow. They challenge my ideas and I feel like they sharpen me and make me better. And that's, if I were Marcus Aurelius, what I would write about these cats in the beginning of the meditation. So let me start. I got Scott Pfeiffer with me. Hello, friend. Hey, Phil. It's great to be here as always. And I'm grateful for you and for Carol too. That's right. I'm grateful for you both. And Carol Hamilton, thank you for coming back. I'm grateful to be here, too. This is a great topic. Thank you. Well, let's go do something with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me just tell you, uh, uh, I'm going to just uh, a, um, be uh, transparent on this in the front. I was in a little bit of funk when I came up with this idea, right? I mean, uh, you know, sometimes you get out and you're like, I'm not sure if the thing that I'm doing is working. And I say that, we, you know, we just did Tech After Five, number 600, a pile of people in the room. I thought we were doing good. I wasn't sure, though, at the time. And so I kind of walked out of that thing with the funk. Now, it's really nuts about what happened thereafter, because like, I was like, I don't know how do people feel about this or whatever. And I mean, I got back from one of the people last night. They just sent me a three-word email. It was, I love you. And it was like, holy cow. I mean, I was like, I am grateful for the feedback of someone who with that. I mean, in addition, I got someone who wrote me 1,200 words on why they thought this was a great event, what it worked for them, why it mattered. So, I mean, that was all kind of cool. But I think that gratitude can work for us in a bunch of different ways. So I wanted to start with the idea of um, why we ought to be grateful. I know that seems nuts. I feel like I don't have to tell my kids this even, but but I think being grateful can be useful for us in a variety of situations. I think you guys agree with me. Carol, I thought I would start with you in this bit because I think this is something you try to practice as well. It does. You know, I had a, a long history uh, all through my 20s of depression and was really always trying to work out of that. And the one thing that ended up being the greatest thing that worked was finding things to be grateful for. And it's when you're in a place where you've got depression going on, that can feel like more work than you can imagine. But when, you, when that becomes your mental focus, it is an absolute game changer. And I think that when we're in times, especially right now, if you can't go visit a family or something, there's so many reasons that we can think of a poor me. And as soon as you, you switch that mindset, it, it's truly a game changer. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, we think about the folks that we know that appear to be the unhappiest, right? It's like they never seem to be able to think of the things that are working really well for them in their lives. And, you know, you point out that being grateful is a tool for increasing or improving our mental health, our emotional health, right? But there are studies that say it actually affects our physical health as well. So I think there can be lots of benefits in that regard. Scott, uh, how about you? Well, um, you know, I don't know about the physical health part. That's not uh, my area of expertise. I think it certainly helps with the mental uh, resilience. Uh, I think it's, I think it's something that has to just become part of your daily practice, just sort of your go-to ideas. You know, I like the idea of having this sort of gratitude perspective, along with the idea of the dichotomy of control. And if those two things are just part of your daily um, armor, if you will, uh, right. I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly uh, the things we have. So the stoic fork, right? The dichotomy of control. We have control over us and our thoughts. Everything else is on the outside, right? But we can be grateful for those things that contribute to us keeping ourselves together. Um, you know, I sent you guys some notes on this, uh, just kind of one of these magazines that kind of Iter or uh, listed, enumerated was the word I was looking for, enumerated some of the ideas of what it could do. It said uh, gratitude can enhance empathy and reduce aggression. I don't think that's really hard to imagine, right? I mean, if I can be, if I can be in a status state of being grateful and appreciating where I am in and of this moment, then uh, that means that I've got a little bit of extra buffer for everybody else around me, right? I mean, I think that's the thing I feel like. If I walked in in the morning and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm grateful that I can walk into my kitchen and make a hot cup of coffee and find a small bottle of liquor next to it uh, and do that on my own, right? I mean, if I've got that good thing, I can start my day the way I want to. Then that means that when the world kind of tries to get a hold of me, um, I'm feeling pretty good about what comes next. So I think that just in, if I can get my mental state to that level of being grateful for what's going on, I'm, uh, I'm just, not, I'm going to be less brittle, less likely to snap at those around me. Right. We've done that even when we're on the political conversations, because we've seen so much division. And while I have very strong feelings about the other side, if you will, if you come back to, I'm really grateful we have free speech in this country. I'm really grateful that people are able to, to speak out and say what they think and say what they feel. And that includes all of us, not just the ones I agree with. And those are the kinds of things that to me lessen some of that brittleness, that tension. I heard it once described as don't be the hook that's waiting to find the raincoat of anger to hang on. And so you walk around kind of on the hunt for whatever it is you're looking for. And if you're unhappy you're going to find things that make you more unhappy and suddenly the flat tire becomes this enormous ordeal instead of going okay well i've got a flat tire maybe i'll meet somebody new as i'm fixing it right there's that whole idea of how to maintain a positive a positive psychology and i think gratitude is at the basis of it because it's so easy to access you know yeah i well, I, I do. I mean, I, again, I'm just trying to get myself into that mental state. And there's lots of tools that we might use to do it. Today, we want to talk about how do we figure out how to be grateful and how do we express that? And is there some specific formula we might be able to use in order to, to make this work even better for us, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think there are 
patterns in this. And uh, if we kind of work our way towards that, that might be helpful to it. Uh, let me just say the one last benefit that's in our list, and it's one that's always of interest to me. It said that uh, if we are grateful, it might actually improve our sleep. And that is a thing I'm still working on, right? I, I could use better sleep. Uh, maybe if I went to bed grateful instead of worried, that could be the thing. Uh, maybe that's what they're trying to tell me. Um, I, I like that. So lots of benefits from it. Let's figure out what the like, how we might go about expressing our gratitude in some way that works. You know, we talked, uh, last time we got together, we talked about journaling. Gratitude journaling is certainly one of those things that goes in there. But whether we're going to write this down or say it out loud or whatever, uh, what is a formula for that? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, he's our go-to for this, right? So I started this off with a quote from uh, Marcus Aurelius or off of some ideas about Marcus Aurelius, the book one of it. But if you go into book six, he says, you know, if you would glad your heart, you should think of the good qualities around you. And I love this so much, right? So if I, it's the same way that we kind of, I kind of opened this without saying this to begin with. But it's like, all right, make a list or think of the people around you who you are grateful for and what is it about them that makes you grateful and write that thing out, right? So, you know, I will say I am grateful for Scott for his great clear thinking and the way that he challenges my ideas, right? That's it. I'm thankful for Carol because she brings a unique point of view to the world and to me. And, you know, she's happy in ways I might not have been and that she can kind of make that glow for me and help me understand what's going on. Those are characteristics that I appreciate, but I like that format a lot. I don't know if you... If you guys practice it that way or think about it, but I, I wonder what you're, you know, what you think about that. Scott, you and it sounded like, looked like you had something on your mind. Well, you know, I'm in a lot of different areas. I'm a believer in writing things down when you're not stressed so that you have something to go to when you are under stress. Right. Uh, so I think that can be with gratitude. I think that can be a good first step. Um, my ex-wife, uh, one time made everyone for Christmas a gratitude jar, <clears throat> which was just a mason jar with little thin strips of paper on it that she wrote things to be grateful for on, filled the jar with it. And the idea was whenever you were stressed or something, you could reach into the jar, pull something out, read it, made you feel better. Just the act of creating that for yourself uh, can remind you of those things. I think eventually, though, we want to go beyond that to where gratitude's a habit. Um, so for me, often, um, if it's pouring down rain outside, I'll think, man, I am really grateful that I have a dry house to live in. Or if it's freezing cold outside, I'll walk in and say, boy, I am so glad that my heat works so well and I have a nice heat or I'm taking a hot shower. I'll be thankful for that. And uh, so I think you, you can start with the writing it down, but if, if the goal is to develop it into just an everyday habit. Yeah. Well, it, it, well, I mean, it's not just a habit, right? It is a way for us to, for example, break a, a set of behaviors or reactions that might happen. So in a moment where we're feeling stressed or in a moment where we might want to be angry with somebody, if we just said, hold on a second, what am I thankful for in and of this moment, right? So and I'm going to give this as an example because, you know, I, I know people who uh, 
who are difficult in my life, right? People who always challenge, right? And I remember the, you know, the phrase that's saying that, you know, I should imagine that this person who is wrestling with me is here to improve me so that I can learn to wrestle without being emotionally involved. But it was that bit of gratitude that kind of gives me that focus in the moment and say, ah, I get it. This is the way it's going to be. There's an idea in Adlerian psychology about giving positive intent. And that kind of goes with that, what you're saying, giving other people positive intent. So assume we don't know what's in someone else's mind. And so we're making it up, right? So if a guy tailgates you and roars by you on the highway, you can make up that he's, you know, a bad wife's having a baby. You can make up that his wife's having a baby, right? You're making it up anyway. Might not make up a story (laughs) that's not going to make you angry. Right. We have this conversation on the road where my husband is like, that guy's doing that on purpose. And I thought, he is not giving you a second thought. All of this is self-created, right? That is exactly what you're saying. That whole story would be absolutely bewildering to that person. So why do you, you know, are, are, it's okay that you do it. Just know you're doing this. Yeah. Right? Right. yeah. You haven't had a conversation with them. You, you, have, you know nothing about them. Yeah. Right? You're going to make up the story, make up a story that works for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's a reframing, right? So we reframe and we reframe on positive intent, assuming positive intent, right? right. But that is, and again, that's a place where we can be grateful in that moment. Oh, I guess that guy needed to be ahead of me. Yeah. What am I going to do right. about and that? And I think, right? you know, the object you, you start with, I'm going to write down things I'm thankful for. And that might be a, a dry house with a, with a good roof, Right. And then sort of you get to the point where it's raining outside and your initial reaction is, oh, it's raining. That's terrible. I meant to do this today. But then you can reframe and say, but let me be grateful for my dry roof. And hopefully, eventually, you get to the place where you've conditioned yourself with the reframing so well that your initial thought becomes, I'm so happy I have a dry house. Yeah. I have an example of that. How about Um, it? A few years ago, I read, I was having, I was at some conference, this is a long time ago, and somebody said, if you're having money trouble, every time you get a bill, every time you write out your electric bill, say thank you in the memo. Because what you're saying is, I am so grateful I have access to electricity. And yes, it might be more or whatever, but you're not, you're not focusing on the amount. You're focusing on, isn't it fabulous to have electricity? I have done that every single, every single bill for the past 15 years. And then when it all went to electronic, I write it on the bill itself if I get the bill. And whatever way it is, or even if I put it in the, the margins on my spreadsheet of my budget, I make sure that I have a continuous flow of gratitude to anybody that's giving me credit or services like that. Because I think that really matters in your overall feeling. Then when you sit down to do bills, there's the whole, I'm so grateful I have that I have the resources to pay these bills. So you're trying that to retrain your brain. Yeah, look at the life we're living. And, you know, you really go, this is how you keep yourself in that stage so that when things get floppy, and this takes us back to a conversation we had earlier, Phil, where how, what is, what? then you have so much more resilience when the big stuff like COVID hits. And yeah. now you have that dip, it happens, but you come back to your pre-trauma dip level and it's pretty amazing. No, oh, I, I think it's great. It's just this complete reframing. You know, and I talk about the idea of introducing this, you know, when you might be in conflict with somebody. So I ran this experiment with my kids 
And, you know, we're, they are in the habit, you get at the dinner table and they're kind of cranky with each other. And, you know, they, you know, why didn't you pass the ketchup faster? That kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, not, obviously yep. stuff that means nothing, right. That, you know, at a 30,000 foot view, no one would even notice. Right. But they're cranky and they're brought up in the moment. So I did this exercise where I said, Hey, uh, hold on a second here. I want you to say something nice about each other. So this really is the equivalent of what am I grateful for you about you, right? So I had, I just randomly, I just said, pick the table in the circle. And I said, okay, you talk about her and I'll talk about you. And you, you know, we just did it in a circle around the, in the table. And, you know, at first they're like, oh, I don't get this. This is stupid. This is dad being dad, blah, 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 blah. you know, the, all the pushback that you get when you're non-authoritative, despite being the Potter familias. So I just, did, I didn't get anywhere, but they were, so they were resistant. But I said, no, let's just try it. Let's just see what happens. And so I did it first. And I said, this is, I want this to be, you know, whatever you say, I want it to be sincere. I want it to be true. And I, you know, it's not about how they look or something like that. I want you to dig in a little bit. And so I did it. And then we went around the table and the kids are like, oh my gosh. And they, honest to God, my teenage kid said, can we do that again? Oh, holy cow. Holy cow. What a different thing then. Oh my gosh, he's not passing the napkins or where's my fork or whatever, right? I mean, it just completely changed the tone and tenor at the table. And that's all I really wanted. I didn't want people arguing at the table. (laughs) And it worked. You know, a long time ago, I was a manager in a restaurant and I had a bit of a to-do with one of the waitresses. And I decided I was going to write her a letter saying all of the things that I thought she did well. But I just wanted to focus on that, even though we'd had this confrontation. And as I started doing that, I thought, you know, there's this other guy who really does an extraordinary job. So I wrote him a little note, too. And then I wrote another one. And then I wrote another one. And this is pre, pre-computer. So it's all done on paper. And then I wrote more. And I, it just got kind of out, got away from me. All of a sudden, I'm writing to everybody. Until I hit that wall where I got to the ones where I thought, oh, God, what am I going to say? If I was going to write, what would I say? And that was one of the best exercises I've ever done. It took me like three days because there were some people I had to really work at what I thought they did well. And it was complete bias. And I didn't even realize I was carrying that around with me of, you know, here's what, here's who I think you are. Here's what value I think you bring. And when I really had to put my feet to the fire of what value do they bring, it was amazing. So then one day I went in and I attached them all to their, their paid, their um, time card. So as they came in, they had that waiting for them. It was a miraculous day. It was truly a miraculous day. And it made me so much better as a manager because I started seeing everybody through different eyes, not just my, the, the easy ones, but everybody. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was tell really you, something. It warms the cockles of my heart to hear you tell that story, right? I can't imagine what it must have felt like to have them go up and pull out their time card and have someone say what they were grateful for about them right i mean that's yeah. just incredible yeah it was a it it's not where it started and if i just if i'd have been thinking about that ahead of time i probably wouldn't have done it but once you get into it just with your kids it's so extraordinary to then and then you walk around just it, you're just it, it's a different blood pressure to walk around in that grateful state, as, as, as Scott's saying, right, where you're floating around and, and you just feel lighter. I can see the physical implications of it, too, because you feel different, you know? Right. 
Now, I think, like I said, I feel differently just listening about the story. I got to imagine that was great for them. And it, there's the opportunity. I also like the little lesson that I got out of what you said, which was, if I thought I had to do this for everybody in the world, I might never have started. So I just mm-hmm. started someplace. And then I found that was I just could was able to make it go further and longer. And that's really how we do things, right? Let's not think I have to boil the ocean to begin with. Let's just start with my little piece of it and right. figure out what where that goes. And, oh, my gosh, this might be easier or harder or might be more useful than I thought. Just let me get started doing the right yeah. thing. Let me just be happy my car starts. Right? Yeah. It's a nice so place to start. I wanted, so one of the things was I, wanted, I gave the example of what I did with my kids, but I think this works with your family. I, by the way, I've done now I've done similar things with the extended family when we're at a Sunday dinner table, right? So it's just like, all right, let's just go around the table and say two things that you are grateful for about that person, something that you admire, something you are grateful for, and just kind of work your way around the table. It is a game changer, just a game changer. So I wanted to recommend that for anybody who's thinking about what are the difficult conversations we're going to have, how about you just open it up with I am grateful for this. I'm going to tell you, I remember being in another spot where it was flipped, right? And we were, I was in kind of a bad spot with another extended family member. There was conflict in the space. And, um, you know, he just came up and wrapped his arms around me and told me something that he was grateful that I had done. And I was like, oh my gosh, how could you be mad at a cat like that, right? How could you be upset when someone's like expressing to you exactly how they feel and, you know, why they're happy that you're in the world? Uh, Just imagine how much joy we can spread here. And I think there's a key to that too, which is getting specific. Because if it's just, hey, Scott, I think you're fabulous. That's a nice thing to say, but that doesn't hit in the same place of, you know, Scott, I really appreciate how you think. And that comment you added the other day was really, really impactful. That just brings it home to somebody says, you're not just being happy or you're not just being grateful. You're actually pinpointing it, which I think is something that people really take in because they've been heard, they've been seen, it's been recognized. I think it really adds to it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely spot on. So uh, we, I wanted everyone to be able to walk away with at least some exercise that both would help them at any moment in their life, but might even make it easier to get through the holidays by expressing gratitude for other folks. Uh, this can, and, and by the way, I, I, I think it's important to remember, this can even help you kind of reduce that tension and conflict level that might've been out there because you are basically doing something, having a conversation that's completely out of frame for what people might've expected, right? Just walk up and say, you know, to that person who is on that opposite political side of you or whatever, it's like, you know what? I really appreciate this about you. This is meaningful to me. This is something I wanted you to know. So I think that you can be grateful and express that, right? So, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, you know, dinner is different things at my house, different times, right? But sometimes it's my wife bringing dinner in because I've been working on Tech After Five or something like that. And I thought, I don't want to take this for granted. I mean, why don't I just say? And so I always just say to her, thank you for providing dinner. Thank you for bringing it in so that I didn't have to think about that. That's a help to me. And I just use that to kind of reinforce our relationship because, you know, she's someone um, I want to keep a good relationship with, right? So she's someone that I, I mean, I value and I am grateful for her. So I got to tell my wife that so she doesn't think, I don't want her to come go off with some other story because I have no idea what the story might be in her head. It might be he didn't like it. He didn't care. 
stop all of that. I'm grateful for that. And uh, I feel like that's just a thing that increases the bond and it can do that between parent and child, between colleagues, as you have pointed out, um, between the people who work for us or the people that we work for, you know, thank you for that feedback. Thank you for telling me that, you know, there are people that tell us, you know, we, uh, we spit out a lot of material over the course of a year here at Tech After Five, lots of emails and stuff like that and events and all that. And we goof up stuff from time to time. We just do. And, uh, you know, if someone says, hey, by the way, check this or that, I always write them, thank you for the catch. Thank you for finding that for us. I can fix that for the next guy. And poof. But it, and it might have been in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, I screwed up and someone pointed out. But I don't ever feel that way at all. I was like, it's, it's a gift. Thank you for being good to me. Thank you for helping me find that. And off it goes. But I think there's just so many opportunities for us to be grateful. I want us to take some of those, be specific, as Carol pointed out, and, uh, you know, point it at that person. You know, an example of that, I think, or a guideline for that is, you know, I don't want to don't want to say something to somebody that no one could tell who you said it about when you were done. Right. right. Hey, you're famous. You're great. Um, yeah. Well, and you're bringing up, I think it's really important to follow those instincts. If you have the instinct to reach out to somebody, just do it. Because I think yeah. we undervalue how, how cool it is to be the recipient. And it's like, oh, they won't care if I like them. They won't care if I appreciated their post on LinkedIn. Who, You know, they're not going to notice if I do that. It's not going to mean anything. And that's almost, I've never heard of where that's true. Everybody appreciates being appreciated. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've kind of moved from cultivating an attitude or a perspective of gratitude ourselves to expressing gratitude to others, which I think is a nice uh, pivot. And I think that it is true that everyone wants and needs to feel like they belong to a group and that they are significant within that group. So these feelings of belonging and significance are important. And expressing specific gratitude to someone can give them uh, that feeling of belonging and significance because, you know, you're saying, hey, you're part of my group and you're significant within that group because you do these things. And anyone is going to um, be fulfilled by that. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more, right? There's so much good that comes out of this. I can't believe you wouldn't want to try this on for yourself. See how it makes you feel. See how it makes the people around you feel. And see if that doesn't just simply improve relationships all the way around. I think you will lead a happier life. You'll be, you know, there'll be more smiles on you and the people around you, whether they're in real life or they're on a Zoom call. You know, you can be nice to them and they can be nice back. By the way, if uh, someone, you said, oh, Phil, I want to be nice to someone or I want to express gratitude, but I don't know what that might, how that might need, or I would like to more have more templates. I will not refer you to my book on this because I've not written any book like that. <laughs> but I will, in fact, refer you to uh, a book that we love, which is Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. The entire first book is him saying thank you to a variety of people for a variety of things and then explaining why he did that. So, I mean, and some of them were as simple as, I want to thank my teacher, Rusticus, for lending me this book on this because I learned so much from that book and that was super valuable to me and it changed my life. I mean, he says things just like that inside there. So uh, lots of people, even some folks who, you know, 
I, there are people on his list that he clearly had to reach, dig real deep for what was good about them, right? Because as we know them from history, they were pretty hard. Some of those folks, his dad was not that good a cat. Uh, so, uh, you know, and he, it brought him, he says, uh, I remember him for his modesty and manliness. And then he moves on to somebody else. But, uh, you know, he, he's got something for everybody. Anyway, I love this idea of gratitude. I think it is useful for us. It is useful for the people around us. It will help us be more noble spirits. It will help the folks around us interact with us better. I think that is all good stuff. We can act with virtue and be grateful. So thank you for this conversation. Uh, Carol Hamilton, you've got something new. Why don't you tell people about that so they can find you? I have a podcast called Evolving Diversity. It's on Apple and Spotify, and it is all about bringing relationship into the conversation of inclusion. And we're just getting to know people in a really nice way. Thanks for bringing it up. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Carol Hamilton Live. All right. People want to find more Scott Pfeiffer. Tell them how they do it. Well, you can hook up with me on LinkedIn where I'm just Scott Pfeiffer. And uh, you can also send me an email to strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. Super. I would do any of those things, or I might just text you. But um, that's how I find Scott when I need Scott. The, not everybody uh, has that secret number, Phil. No, Let's not everyone the, should have that bat, secret number. The bat light, yeah. I've got a bat signal. i got a bat signal. Go. It's the Scott signal. <laughs> yeah. got the Scott signal. In fact, it is signal, come to think of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm Phil Yanov and I'm with Tech After Five. And the best and easiest way to get a hold of me is to go to techafterfive.com and to sign up for one of our many events because I am at almost all of them. And in fact, now that they're virtual, I think I am at all of them. Uh, but, you know, remember, we've got tribes in Greenville, Columbia, Charleston, Charlotte, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, and I think there's more. I think I skipped somebody. But if you can, uh, you can come out and join any of our events in any city. We would love to have you. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I got the most beautiful note from somebody today who just talked about what, how warm they felt the group was and how uh, inviting the group was and how they felt like it was a new event to them and they jumped in and we were friendly and they loved it. So we would like to do that with you if you've never been to one of our things, come do that. How you can help us is that you can go out, uh, let's probably on Apple Podcasts is the best way to do it and say, uh, show that a little love and give us a review. That kind of helps the world discover what Tech After Five is. If we're doing good for you, we would like to do good for other people and that's how you can help us do that. So do that on uh, the Apple podcast or maybe on YouTube or do it on both if you're feeling really grateful for what we have done for you, but especially come see us at another event, techafter5.com. I'm Phil Yanov. Thank you. <laughs>